0: In the bit of the first act that we're doing now, we find slowly that Biba is playing uh, the role of the father or uh, imitating the father. But we already had this idea of Kuka telling Lalo that she sh- he shouldn't, uh, why does he blame the father and mother for everything, yeah? And then she, he says, because uh, they made me a useless thing, That's not true. Why should I lie? You're trying to cover yourself. I'm trying to be as sincere as possible. Right? And the question is we're talking about honesty and sincerity. Right? Sincerity is this idea of sine chere, which is without wax, or somebody who is genuine as possible. Right? Yeah. So he's saying, I'm trying to be as sincere as possible. And that's a very genuine kind of response. And the question is, can anybody have a genuine response? Because we look at things from different ages and different perspectives as we grow, right? And at one point in time, people think that the parents are the greatest people in the world, they are almost gods, right? And at some point in uh, adolescence, they come to know that the parents can't do everything and they are as human as everybody else, right? The sooner that happens, the better, so that people can realize that the parents are just human, right? So that's something else that has one us to think of, right? And the question is, Lalo, is when you blame somebody, whether it's God or your parents, you're not taking responsibility for yourself, right? When you say, "Oh yes, my parents did this, my parents did that," which might be true or might not be true, the question is, what have you, as an adult, done for yourself? How have you responded? We talked about give off and height and all that kind of thing, but what have you done as a person to move away from what the parents have done, in spite of them being rotten? Suppose they're really rotten, okay? and they try to do something. Okay. Nobody's totally and fully rotten, but even if they were right, if that's a very, very hypothetical case, right, then the person always has a chance of being different, running away, employing strategies to, uh, not be bullied by the parents or not be, uh, Intimidated or uh, fall into the ideology of the parents or the religion of the parents or whatever that is, right? Uh, Koka says, that doesn't give you the right to demand so much. You're terrible as well. Do you remember the games you made up? You destroyed all our dolls. You invented crazy games. You wanted us to live in your shadow or worse. You wanted us to be just like you, right? And now she's saying, well, when you find fault with somebody, look at yourself. That's what we learn normally. When we normally find fault with a person, how much of that is in us, right? And I think that's a a, a very important point that uh, Kuka is raising because she says, well, they wanted you to be like them, you want, us to be like you right and uh, that's exactly what you're doing and she says do you remember the games you made up right you destroyed all our dolls right now is that a good thing or a bad thing for a feminist giving dolls to people is a bad idea giving dolls to girls is a bad idea because you already uh, stereotyping them into a, a particular kind of way of life or you're gendering them right so the uh, f- so today uh, very sensitive people will not bother about stereotyping or gendering their children by giving them uh, giving the girls toys and the boys' cars right they would do the other way around right or they would have a mix of both so that Uh, genders are not forced on people right and Kuka is talking from that angle and she's saying well you didn't even want us to have our dolls you destroyed all our dolls you invented crazy games right you wanted us to live in your shadow or worse you wanted us to be just like you right so she's saying what the parents did you are doing also right and that's something then many of us do not realize the people we criticize, we incorporate them into, we have already got them in ourselves and we are not aware that we are acting in the same way. Right. So when we criticize, uh, that's a pointer of saying who we are and what we're doing and why. Okay. When we look at an enemy, who's an enemy and how much of the enemy is in us. Right. Uh, Yeah. Now, this is something that's important because we're talking about the question of influence and how influence operates, right? How the parental influence operates, how state influence operates, right? How the system plays upon us and what do we become? And sometimes it's, we, we are aware of it, we hate it and we can't get out of it. And that's what Lalo actually has. Uh, yeah that's one and the second thing is it looks as if he's trying to uh, go against the parents he's trying to uh, be critical of his own position and in the whole process he becomes very much like the parents and tries to inflict his kind of point of view on the sisters and get rid of their dolls which might be a good thing right? But probably they don't take it well because they're attached to the dolls, right? Uh, and nobody has a right to tell somebody, you you have no right to be a woman or you have no right to be a man, right? You have to choose your gender as we know. And uh, so destroying the dolls is saying, well, don't play with dolls, get up, uh, grow up, okay? Don't be a woman, right? All that kind of thing is there or don't be a man or whatever that is. Oh, don't play with girls because that's effeminate. Yeah. So, whatever that is. And he invents his own games and they have to play it. Yeah. Uh, And the idea is you wanted us to live in your shadow. Right? And that's a very important line from a woman, especially because this is talking about something called the patriarchy. Right? And uh, yeah. Uh, So, you have we go back again to Sylvia Plath's daddy and uh, in uh, in the poem, she's talking about uh, though the father is dead and the father died, which was very small, okay? The image of the father and the image of the father of the patriarch haunts her all the time and she grows up in that image, though the father is already dead, right? We know that and, uh, all that. And then she says, uh, that she, uh, she was smothered by her husband, dead youth, right, and I married the man who was you and I said I do, I do etc, etc, yeah, right and uh, so the image over there is uh, in, which, in which I lived as a, a foot right uh, in a black shoe Right? You won't do do any more black shoe, right? In which I've lived in a a small white foot and all that kind of imagery that you get. Right? But the whole idea is living in somebody else's shadow is something that's not at all okay. And Kuka is saying, well, you don't want to live in the shadow of the parents. You don't want to live in the shadow of the state. But why do you want us to live in your shadow? If you actually are talking about freedom and radical freedom, we all should be free and you should not even impose your ideas onto us or your games onto us or your policies onto us, right? Lalo, that was the only way to free myself from the burden they placed me, placed on me, right? So he says, well, I invented my own games because that is what I had to free myself from, of the burden that they placed on me and uh, you can 't deny they 've always taken care of you that they've always loved you right and the question is just because your parents take care of you, are you eternally obliged to them yeah and of course, there are a lot of people and think who think like this in India who say, "Well, my parents have cared for me, and this and that and they are true they have right, but they don 't have a right to impose themselves and their ideas on Right? Yeah. And if so, one is to take them, take care of children, which is their duty. Right? Yeah. And that doesn't give them the right. And of course, they love a person. Right? Okay. But the question is, in the modern world, love is looked at as something that is done to us. Right? Okay. It's is it equal? It's not an equal love. Love of parents for the children. Is not an equal love. It's a love that is actually a person. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful about it, and that's what's problematic about it if it's not looked after, right? Because it's this. It can be this kind of domineering, kind of possessive love, right? That's one, right? Or it can be a love that is genuine and slowly releases itself as a child grows up, right? So, and of course, what. This is complicated, because uh, how do children react, right, is not known, right? Do they react or they pretend that everything is fine and then they react to it very badly inside, right? And then later in life, they have to deal with that, right? So that's the psychological element, okay? And Kuka is coming back with his old argument saying, Can you deny that they've always taken care of you? and that they've always loved you, right? I don't want them to love me like that. I've been everything to them except a human being, right? So he says, well, I have a right to ask for how I'm loved. And I don't want to be loved like that. I don't want to be loved like a thing. So they're probably very smothering parents. Maybe they care, but they care and they're irritating and they're hopelessly irritating and they've actually smothered him and they've not given him a space right and that's what happens with a lot of relationships it's not that people don't love and care for people but sometimes it becomes irritating yeah when people are very very fond of you so that's again something that's going on right Uh, from upstage okay so if you take the parents as a metaphor for the state okay then it becomes even more problematic right and that's the kind of lingo that's used today in India, right? where they are glorifying the idea of the state and uh, the idea is to fall in line with whatever policies that a government comes up with. right? And that's quite disturbing. And if that is the case with this play, then it becomes even more disturbing because the question is, what is freedom? And the idea is, what is liberation? What is the revolution for? For us to be free, not to be, uh, not to be uh, dominated and smothered under the idea of the revolution, right? Yeah. So the idea is uh, the revolution can be equally bad because after the revolution, people are supposed to think in only the way that uh, the revolution took place, right? And if they change their position, then they looked at as anti-revolutionaries and perhaps anti-national, right? Uh, I don't want them to love me like that. I mean everything to them, except a human being, right? From upstage, still polishing the shoes. Beba imitates her father, Beba as father. Lalo, from now on, you will scrub the floors, you will mend my clothes, and you will do with great Care. You will do so with great care. Sorry. Your mother is not well and somebody has to do these things. She continues polishing the shoes, right? So it's as if she is the father or she's playing the role of the father, and that's the first one we find who's playing the role of the father. Koka, mom and dad have given you everything. So now she goes and says it again. Lalo to Koka, at what cost? But what did you expect, remember Lalo, what dad earned, right? Yeah, so the question is, when we're talking about cost, uh, the, the question is, who pays, who gains, who benefits, right, who suffers, all these questions have to be asked, right? So well, we say, well, this is what the state has done for you, right, at what cost? I didn't want it, right? So. Yeah, and I don't care about it, right? Or I would have liked it differently, right? And then you can't help it because all that has already happened and you can't uh, go back to all that, right? You can't go back and live it and change your life again because it's already happened, right? Uh, but what did you expect? Remember Lalo, when Dad, what dad earned? Next to nothing. What more could he have given you? Why, right? So he's talking about that the f- the father earned almost nothing, right? Now the question is, when you have a Marxist state, the ideas, or very simply put, the idea of Marxism is work according to capacity and pay according, yeah, and get paid according to your need, right? Yeah, so. How do you interpret that statement? We work according to capacity and pay according to need, right? Yeah. And the question is, if some people want more, right, then they will probably manipulate the system. And that's exactly why you have a lot of uh, people in Marxist uh, totalitarian states who uh, exploit the system and other people are very honest and take less than what they need or just what they actually, really need, right? Uh, And they're not equal at all, right? Yeah, which goes against the tenets of Marxism, which is talking about equal pay for everybody, okay? Or equal economic status, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. So, uh, next to nothing, what more could they have given you? Why have they always told me don't walk to school with so-and-so right so now he's going and talking about them uh, controlling his life right and the control is from a cultural position more than an economic position right when you say don't walk to school with so-and-so that means you're assuming that somebody is bad or somebody is not up to the mark or somebody is not fit to be mixed with right yeah which is not giving a child freedom and parents shouldn't do that. Okay, of course parents are, are bothered about children getting into bad company and all those kind of things. But, so that's uh, of course from the parent side, but how does the child take it? Don't go out with what's her name, right? Yeah, so he is talking about uh, a female relationship. So uh, you have not to mix with this woman, you have not to go out with somebody. Uh, so and so is a bad influence, right? What did they make me believe? I was better than anyone else, right? Now that's what many parents do. They give children a false error about themselves and make them think that they are better than other, other people, right? And that's a false kinds of kind of impression that is given. The other is when parents tell their children that they're useless and everybody else is better right so these are two extremes which uh, when uh, people get to be parents they should think of mom and dad think that if we have a room a bed and food that's enough that we should be grateful they told us a thousand times that very few parents did as much that only rich children enjoy the kind of life we have okay so that They're saying that, look, you've got the basic necessities, you've got a roof over your head, you've got a bed, and you've got food, and that's enough, right? And we should be grateful for it. And, yeah, and they they said, uh, well, only rich children enjoy this kind of life, right? Kuka, try and understand them. That's the way they are. But sooner or later, you are bound to try to get rid of them, Right? Okay, now the question is, uh, try to understand them. So, one is to understand the parents and their point of view. And all the parents, when you try to understand the parents, first of all, you have to talk about the parents as human beings and fall into human beings just like you and me, right? So all parents don't get degrees or certificates for parenting, right? And all parents have come with a number of faults, right? And no parents are perfect, right? If they were, they would be gods. And many people, or many children, actually think of their parents as gods. And when that realization is uh, knocked off, right? When the idea of being a god is replaced by the parent being all too human, only human, and fallible like everybody else, then there's a kind of shock that some children get, right? and they can't put up with it, right? If it's not happening and they make too much of a god of their parents, or anybody makes too much of god of anybody, right? Be it a politician or a teacher. Then one day, when you notice a flaw of a teacher or a politician, or uh, somebody you admire, maybe uh, Freud or Hegel or Marx, or whatever it is, right? you might feel, well, that's not quite it, right? I thought this man was great and then I did th- thrust the person out and then there is a lot of complex kind of reaction within yourself because you said, well, I overestimated the fellow, I over gave him too much of credit, okay? And many people do that with people they're in love with, right? Yes, yeah, so you also have that and then uh, It goes too fast. You make a person out of God and when you uh, realize that the person is only human, then that's a problem that people have, right? I couldn't. I believed in them too much. And what happened to my desires, my dreams, right? So the parents are overshadowing him. He trusts the parents too much, right? And that's what happens with a lot of people and an ideology, right? So you might have Marxism or nationalism or any of these isms as your ideology and then one day uh, you believe in them too much and one day you notice that these are extremes and they've not given you what, what uh, you should have got out of them, right? That happens to people also with religion, that also happens to any kind of belief, right? Which is too much, right? and extreme and what happened to my desires my dreams right so what happened to myself that was totally smothered right okay so ideology can be the mother and father right okay religion can be the mother and father right or just like the mother and father in the play right and uh, so all these things are possible and then one day you say what happens to my dreams what happens to my desire what happens to where i stand and where i come from which is very, very American, right? Because the idea of the individual and every American child is brought up with this idea of what do I want, right? And where am I going? And this idea of self-interest, which you have, which is uh, quite different from living in a Marxist world where you're always uh, thought about the other, you're, you're taught to think about other people, right? Yeah, and of course, whether it's a, self, a, a terrible kind of self-interest which absolute becomes what we call solipsistic, that's what we have in Kafka's America, right? Or it's this Marxist idea of uh, uh, the, the proletariat, the dictatorship of the proletariat and all those kind of ideas. These are just ideas that people believe in too much. Right? Whether it's a capitalist goal or the Marxist goal or whatever the goal is, right? And then when that collapses, then you are, you wonder what happens to my dreams? What happens to my desires? Okay, that can also happen with religion, yeah? Since you were a kid, you always wanted your own way. Since I was a kid, since I was that tall, they've been telling me do this and if I did it badly, you're useless. And then came the beatings and the punishment, right? So now he's actually talking like uh, a person who's very badly hurt and the hurts of childhood, sometimes uh, people do not recover from, right? Some people do, most people do, right? Some people don't uh, recover from the hurts of childhood and they've taken the parents too seriously and these things uh, hurt them children and uh, that's very sad yeah Uh, that's what all parents do it doesn't mean you have to turn the whole house upside down right and Kuka is giving him some sane advice and she's saying well that's what parents do right so we're talking about parents beating and punishing the children right Uh, of course I hope that's uh, decreased in the world right because uh, 100 years ago the Victorian parent would be uh, one of the people who actually beat their children up and beating children up we thought of a great thing right yeah today of course uh, there are and of course there are different points of view some people say that look it's better to give a child a good rap than rather nag at them nag at them nag at them and uh, worry their mind right because a rap is over and done with right and then uh, everything gets back to normal but if you go nagging at a the child then the child uh, suffers and is very uncomfortable for a longer period of time yeah so they are different kinds of parents right i and the question is kuka is trying to say well forget about it move on right why are you hanging on over there right and all the parents do that and don't take it so seriously and probably lalo has been a very sensitive child and is still stuck over there and many of us get stuck to what has happened in the past right and uh, harbour these hurts and have a lot of revenge against parents all those things also happen right and they're played out in very very bad words ways because uh, sometimes people don't recover their hurt and the hurt festers and they try to get back and they try to get back at the parents and the parents probably are not responsible right yeah because they've probably been messed up and i think you must remember the Philip Larkin poetry a poem called this be the verse yeah to fuck you up and all that kind of thing yeah which is something that is interesting uh, to look at right I want the things to have a real meaning so that you Baba, and I can say we do this and we'll do it and if it doesn't work we can say too bad let's try again and if it doesn't work we can say Great, and if it does work, we can say, great, let's move on to the next thing. Haven't you ever thought what it means to be able to think, to decide, and to do things on your own, right? Yeah, so now, uh, what's interesting about this is, at one level, it's talking about the American model, or the capitalist model, right, where it's, it's looking at a child as not hampered or not hindered by the parent and he says, well, we'll try this. If it works, good, right? And let's try again. If it doesn't work, right? Yeah, and uh, that's how we have to live our life. We have to experiment with life and we have to live our life, right? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you haven't, uh, haven't you ever thought what it means to be able to think, to decide, and to do things on your own. Right? Now that is one, right? It's talking about a a kind of a child who can think for himself. Right? But is also making a political statement, perhaps about the government, because the government doesn't want you to think for themselves yourself and wants you th- to think in certain kinds of ways. So that's exactly what he is and that's why the play uh gets this kind of bad critique from the, uh, the government in power, right? Yeah. So the question is, you have to leave people free, right? No matter what your ideology in the government is. Right. And what happens is people who think will always have a problem. People who don't think, think and fall in line, like Kuka and Biba, right? They are people who sure is that they have fallen in line, right? And people who think have problems okay and some of the problems never get resolved because they're fighting powerful establishments that are already there and the establishment can be through the parents because the parents are have absorbed the idea of the state and have not been critical about it or in this case perhaps the parents were part of the revolution and they got their benefits because of being in the revolution right and then what happens after that is, uh, they, they suffer, they, they inflict this new revolutionary ideology onto their children and the children find that oppressive, right? The revolution is over, right? That's what uh, Che's son says, right? And he's never met his father and that kind of a father is not even uh, an imaginary father for him, right? And he doesn't even he doesn't even care because he comes to know very late at about twenty-five he comes to know the chair with his father. So what? Right? Yeah. You know we can't just lalo violently. We can't. We can't. Mom and dad are right. I'm right too. Just as right as they. Are you rebelling? Yes against them, against everything. At this moment, Beba repeats the imitation of a father. Right Now, Koka is saying, well, you know we just can't, right? Yeah. So, you have to do things on your own, decide, make mistakes. That's the way children should actually be brought up and the parents should actually lay off, right? So that the children get confidence in themselves and learn from their mistakes, right? But the parents try to protect children and that's what he's talking about being overprotective at one level being possessive at another level and trying to control the life of children right so the play in many ways is in, is a rich play in as much as they are talking about the personal life right it's also making this comment about what happens when we're talking about the regime in power right uh, and it's uh, yeah so it's, that's what it's doing And cook asked him, are you rebelling? Yes. Against them, against everything. Right? Now that again is important. Right? Not only against the parents, against everything. And that's what uh, we do as young people. Right? We rebel against the customs, we rebel against the culture, we rebel against the government. Right? So the idea of rebellion is very very important in the idea of growth. Right? Yeah? And you might like to read Kamus, the rebel, right? Yeah, so Kamu is talking about rebellion and revolution, right? And rebellion is important. To be a rebel is important, right? And Kamu is not for a revolution, right? And I think most people are not for revolutions, okay? For the simple reason that most thinking people are not for revolutions because the outcomes of revolutions normally are quite different from... What happens in a revolution, right? So when we talk about social movements, right? The aims and objectives of social movement, perhaps sometimes are maintained, and of course, a social movement happens when you have very strong dictatorial regimes or very strong regimes which are not liked by the people, right? Yeah, and then that's when you have a social uh, a movement, right? Uh, f- f- first of all, protest, then. The protest becomes a large scale movement and the movement becomes political action. Right. And of course, when all these people who are part of the protest, the movement, uh, uh, the political action, right, they become part of the establishment, the government. Right. Then are they going to be rebellious? That's the question. Right. Because now they become the establishment. Right. We just have to think about. A great movement called the Anahazare movement, and what has happened to all those people who were the rebels or were rebelling against whatever they were rebelling, right? They actually become the establishment, and that's the way things actually work with all social movements and rebellions. At this moment, Beba repeats the imitation of a father. Beba as father. Lalo. You will wash and iron. Your mother and I have agreed on this. There are sheets, the curtains, the tablecloths, and my office trousers. You will clean the toilets. You will eat in the corner, in a corner, in the kitchen. You will learn. I swear, you will learn. Do you hear me? She goes upstage. Why don't you leave home then? Right now, this is as if this is a voice from of the father from the background right yeah and what is interesting about it is she's imitating the father's voice and she's not getting it's as if it's a voice that's coming from a different direction a voice from the past or a flashback right and what is also interesting is that it's talking about Lalo being treated and the whole idea of discipline what is this kind of discipline right the father's rule the macho rule and the idea is you will do this you will do this you will do this you will do this this is a job of the father and the father comes across as very strong yeah and what happens is uh, that's why you have rebels who are born because the parents are too strong and they insist on certain things and that's when you have rebellion right uh, of course, if you don't have rebellion, how do you grow up? That's again the question, right? And uh, if parents uh, are too mild, so that nobody rebels at all, then I don't know what what uh, what happens to the child, right? Yeah, the child does the child become a conformist, right? Or does the child become uh, have no kind of position? Right? I think we have to think about all that, right? Uh, Koka, why don't you leave home then? Yeah. Now, we get this fracturing of time, we don't know when, okay? Are the parents still alive? Or has he, to, has he had to kill them symbolically, right? All those kind of things we uh, have to get to, right? So why don't you leave home then? Where the hell would I go? Try, right? And this is a, a kind of a position which are very problematic, right? When somebody tells you, okay, you're not happy at home, leave it and go, right? Yeah, and we have people in India who are doing that all the time, yeah? If these people are not happy in India, why don't you leave it and go, right? And it's not easy to go, right? And even the people say, well, I'm going to leave India if this happens and that happens. They also, unless you're very economically uh, sound, and you're, you, you've got the economic advantage over other people, then only you can leave a country and go away. Right? Yeah, so, and the question is, uh, Lalo is perhaps mature enough to understand that he can't leave home and go. Right? Yeah? And many, uh, many kids actually threaten their parents, I'm going uh, to uh, leave the house and go. Right? And what happens if the father or the mother both the father and the mother say well these two right what happens then right do you do you pick up your stuff and get out right yeah and if you do just right that means you're strong enough to go right but many people say well I want to.' so when you say why do you leave and go uh, of course Lalo is not saying that other people are saying that cook I say that right but when if you normally have somebody who says I'm going to leave the house and the parents say well please do we're waiting for this day right and you'd be very happy to leave right away you're going to leave now or you're going to leave in a week or you're going to leave in a year please tell us when you're going right yeah and the kid doesn't know what to say right yeah and of course we have to remember that in, uh, in, uh, uh, in places like the United States, uh, at about 16, 17, 18, yeah, somewhere there, kids, children can actually leave home because they can get a job and be economically independent, right? They can get a job, they can, so that's got something to do with the economy. And here, if I'm not economically sound, where the hell do I go? koka try i have already i already have don't you remember i always come home with my tail between my legs try again yeah no i know i can't live on the streets i get confused lost i don't know what's wrong with me i seem to fade away they didn't teach me no they just mixed me up okay you now can you be a leader if you yourself admit this house is what I know? I'm resigned to it. Yeah. So now there's a kind of resi- there's a kind of conflict that arises because Koka is actually listening to Lolo, uh, Lalo, and uh, she's actually trying to say, well, she's challenging him. If you're not happy, why well, don't you leave? Right? Think about it. And then he says, I've tried and I've come back. Try again right yeah and she's challenging him again and uh, so he says and the idea is when you look at it from a psychological perspective or a uh, mm, uh, uh, psychotherapy uh, psychotherapy position then it's actually telling you look come down to reality and find out what is the solution to it and this is like a counseling session in that way no I know I can't live on the streets. I get confused, lost. I don't know what's wrong with me. I seem to fade away. They didn't teach me. No, they just mix me up, right? Yeah. And some, well, some people or some children sometimes have the guts to go and leave the house and go and live on the street, right? Yeah. So that's again something that you have to consider, right? And. He says, well, I can't go and live on the streets. I get confused. Okay, They've, they didn't teach me anything and I'm, I'm just mixed up. I can't stand up on my own. That's the, the objection he has towards the parents. How can you be a leader if you, if you yourself admit? Okay, now she's talking about him being a leader. Yeah, this house is what I know. I'm designed to it. Right? Yeah, it's like telling somebody, why don't you go out of India, you bothered about everything that's going on and he said well i don't want to go right okay this is all that i know i don't want to go to something that i don't know right and this is known territory and i'm going to be here and i'm going to fight out whatever is going on here instead of going off and running away from what it is right so and he says i'm resigned to it this is i've resolved the conflict i'm resigned to the house I'm going to be here and if the house stands for Cuba he says well I'm going to be here right yeah and I'm going to put on put up with whatever I have over here which is what most of us in India do right yeah many people think of leaving the country and all that because of all the nonsense that's going on just now but uh, they also say well we've got to make another life right and we've invested so much in the country and in our lives and living and it start again is a problem and in another country and we don't even know uh, if that's going to be possible right Uh, so that's what happens to many people right and it's not so easy to leave a place where it's not easy to leave your home right Uh, or your home country right because it's not about money right and when people do for money they normally have a lot of problems too, right? And uh, the, the more important thing is that when they want, uh, after some time they can't come back to their country, right? Okay, it's just not possible because they've lived too long in another culture. That happened to a principal of mine who was a Swiss man, right, and who came to India and he packed his bags one day and um, he was going back to Switzerland because he was an Indian citizen because he lived in India much before uh, independence, right? And uh, he packed his bags. He went to Switzerland, and he couldn't live there because it was a different world. He lived. He was an indologist, and he lived in India for many, many years. And yeah, he was fluent in all Indian languages. Yeah, and yeah, and the whole culture. He, he was a friend of many. He had very, very powerful students, so very influential people, and different kinds of students from all walks of life, right? And for him, it was a real problem going back and living in his own country. So he came back and said, well, this is home for me. I remember that wonderful uh, assembly where he came back and said, well, I'm happy and now home, right? And he almost cried, right? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, and that he also changed a lot. He became a very warm uh, human person right? after that experience, right? of going back and saying that, well, where do I belong, right? So, these are things that open up when we're reading the play. How can you be a leader if you yourself admit? Now, the idea of leadership again comes in and you're talking about being a leader, right? Yeah? So, are you ready to start again then? As many times as it takes and see it right through, it's only, it's my only escape. Right? So you, if you want to start again, okay, and that's what happens to many of us at some points of life you might say, well, let's start again. Everything has become a mess. I messed it up or somebody else has messed it up and I don't have anything else to do but start again. Right? It might be with a subject that you, you've done for a long time and then you say, well, it's something that I want to uh, not do anymore. And then you have to start from zero again. And that's interesting because it's new, right? And it's not interesting because uh, the other people who are in it have already been there before you and they've learned much more than you, right? So all those things are there, but the idea of novelty and the idea of something new and the idea of energy, putting all your energy in is something that's interesting, yeah? Uh, and of course, some people have to start again. In many ways, especially when all your economy is down, right, you lose everything and very often you have to start again. When you go to another country, after living a life and establishing yourself, right? many people have to do that and that's exactly why we have all these problems of migrants today. Right? So when you immigrate to another country, well, it might be a good idea if you're very very sound and secure but what happens if your country is in turmoil and you're made into a migrant because of some stupid policies that your country has made or your country is in turmoil or countries that have got some civil war and it's not nice to be a migrant or to be a homeless person okay? the idea of the welfare state okay, is a new idea right? or the idea of the city state or the bottom uh, state is a new idea and migration was an old idea. When the river got dry, people moved, right? When a war or a famine came, people moved, right? So all this kind, of, for inclement weather, people moved, right? And migration has always been a great thing, but the question is, we've got this new thing called the state, right? And this is what we do in political science, yeah? So the state is a new thing, yeah? So who, other, who are the migrants? Today we see a lot of migrant workers in India, and they are actually keeping the country going, and nobody has paid attention to them. It's only because of the lockdown, because of the coronavirus, we suddenly aware that these people actually are doing the work, the hard manual labor, and they leave their family and they leave their homes for the pittance that they get and send that little money back. Yeah, and of course. Uh, the problems uh, you know better than I today when you read the papers yeah but don't you think the police will find out yeah Uh, it's my only escape right yeah so she said okay and don't you think the police will find out I don't know maybe how can you win wait and see well I won't help you right so she says I'll restart all over again and Uh, maybe the police will find out right now is he trying to kill the parents off is it a political uh, act that he's doing or what is exactly there right and this whole idea of Kokas saying but don't you think the police will find out right that means surveillance is all around the place yeah and that's what we're talking about today Uh, we are becoming a surveillance society all over the world right all the CCTV cameras all the uh, the web hostings, all our internet chats, our WhatsApp chats, our Facebook chats, everything is being surveyed uh, and it's under surveillance. And all of us are being under surveillance. And of course, we have this huge problem with this Aadhaar card and the idea of lack of privacy, which is still not resolved because we do not know what happens to our biometrics that we give. Right? What happens if it goes into the hands of a criminal? Okay, because the government hasn't taken enough of a stand to look after it. Right? So uh, in the play, you always they already have this idea of the police are watching, the state is watching. Right? We know in Foucault that we're talking about uh, indiscipline and punish. He's talking about uh, something called uh, the the panopticon, right? Which is a way of controlling people according to uh, the, the philosopher called Bentham, right? Yeah, Jeremy Bentham, right? Actually invents this idea of the panopticon. And when you have the panopticon, you have this idea of being watched all the time, right? And of course, today, it's actually becoming a surveillance state. Uh, Jeremy Bentham's ideas was use, uh, were used in the army and uh, used in colleges okay where you uh, used in industry you've seen that in modern times where you always the employer is always watching you and the state today the state is always watching you that's what happened in Germany that's what happened in Russia okay that's what happening in China that's why happening today in uh, the United States, India and all this kind of all, everywhere in the world today is becoming surveillance, right? And surveillance is a big problem because that means you cannot be free, right? You can't go and of course uh, with the internet you can't go and have a cup of coffee somewhere, right? Because if you put your mobile phones on uh, some of the uh, the wifi of the system of uh, where coffee is in, right? We'll log on to you and ask you, right? Even though you've not paid a, a paisa, you maybe your friend has paid, you've not used a credit card, you've not used a debit card, you've not done anything, but you just put on your mobile, right? Or you put on your laptop, right? When you go home, you'll come, you're on their site and they'll say, well, how did you enjoy the experience, right? Yeah, so these are things Uh, in a time when we didn't have this kind of uh, digital uh, presence and we didn't have all this kind of internet and mobile world you still have the idea of the police coming to know right yeah and that's what we have in the first line of kafka's uh castle where he says somebody was telling lies about joseph king right yeah lalo i don't know maybe how can you wait? wait and see Right? So she's coding him again. How can you win? Well, I won't help you. Understand? I'll defend them. Tooth and nail if I have to. I'm not interested in any of this. I accept what mom and dad say. They they don't interfere with me. They give me everything I need. You are the pig-headed one, not me. Dad's right when he says, you're like a cat. You close your eyes. So you can't see the food they're giving you. Steps forward, go away. I don't want, I won't play your game. To Biba, don't you count on me either. In another tone of voice, oh God, get me out of this mess. Pause, pause, they're older than us. They know more about life. They've struggled, made sacrifices, They deserve our respect at the very least if something goes wrong in this house It's because it was bound to no. No, I won't fight them right now Kuka is showing uh, Where she stands right and this is what you call a kind of a frightened kind of stand right? Okay at one level because of favors received okay, or being looked after and cared for by the parents, it's too difficult to leave, go their problems, right? And that's something that comes across here. And she says, well, they let me do what I want to do and they don't interfere with me. Maybe they interfere with you, but I'm quite happy where I am. And then uh, you have to decide for yourself. If you feel so upset and uncomfortable, you decide for yourself, I'm quite happy with it, right? Uh, Or I'm quite happy with the state as it is, right and I don't really have a problem so I stay over here right I don't want to say anything about it right and I'm happy over here right so and uh, she tells Biba don't count on me either right she says you have to stand up for yourself now this is a typical family drama at one level it's a family drama right and they said well don't count on me don't count on anybody Right? Don't counter me. I stand up for myself, you stand up for yourself, everybody stands up for themselves. Don't counter any of us, right? And if you want to stand up, leave the house and go. That's what he sells uh, uh, Lala. Right? Uh, in another tone of voice, oh God, get me out of this mess. Right? And that's what is actually the situation. And that's almost a kind of an aside where it says, Oh God, get me out of this mess. Because they're older than us. They know more about life. They've struggled, made sacrifices, right? Now that's the typical Marxist kind of position. They struggled. Okay? And that struggle and they made sacrifices and then made sacrifices to struggle and to live in a capitalistic world. Or they've struggled for the revolution in this case, right? Does it so that's why they should be? Uh, uh, excused, right? And I think that will be true about many parents who've actually faced a lot of economic difficulties, right? And when uh, the children go grow past that economic difficulty, they forget that the parents have struggled, right? Yeah. So at one level, yes, you feel a, a bit sorry for the parents because they've actually put in a lot and struggled a lot and actually paid and sacrificed, right? And uh, things have changed. The economy has changed. So people don't even understand what's going on. Right? And imagine what it is when you have people from India going to the United States. It's happened to a, 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 a schoolmate of mine who's slightly older than I am. And they were very very poor. And he's now a big shot in computers. When he came with his children to India, they were shocked. At the house he lived in because it was a one-room house with a common toilet and a common bathroom for a whole lot of chores right so that was very shocking and uh, yeah so how do you how do you account for that kind of life which you don't know right so these are other dimensions and that's why the play is not an ordinary play and it's not simple at all right at one level it's talking about the, it's hinting that look the police always around. Uh, they're going to find out, okay, all those kind of things. And the other level, it gets some of these Marxist sentiments or human sentiments also, because you actually talk about parents who've struggled to make the family come up, struggle to see that uh, people come up and the children sometimes don't even value that. They think that this is given, yeah, this is the way I was born to and this is my right and that's what you call entitlement right you think that well i have a right as child and i have a right to live right yeah and that of course is important in one way because you don't uh, let people walk over you but you also have to be human and talk about what happens to the people who have sacrificed right uh, i think i've got about maybe two minutes more right uh, amused lalo clapping yeah, and uh, Koka says, No, no, I won't fight them. Lalo, amused, clapping, bravo, a fine performance, right? Uh, so we'll get that back to that because I think uh, we'll again talk about this whole idea of the performance, right? And uh, what is the idea of the melodramatic effect, right? I'm talking about this is a performance, which it is, right? Yeah, so all those kinds of things are important for us. And I think with that, I'll close down. And the minute uh, the phone is charged, uh, first of all, I have to upload this, and then when the phone is charged,